is what else do you do during a pandemic besides right. have lots of sex with your significant <laughs> others or I'm... write a book? What do you, well, hello, oh. hi. Oh, there we are. Stop. Are you talking about first base, second base? What are we doing? Playing baseball? We, we, uh, we're talking about girls softball. I have three daughters. Uh, I can hear you. Awesome. I know. Uh, Hold on. That's okay. It's, uh... it's fine. Technology's hard. I understand it. I get it. sometimes. No, I get it. It's called Florida, and it is pouring out. Hold on. Pouring is nice here. It's about seventy-five degrees. No rain. Where are you? I'm in New York. Vanessa, the voice you'll hear, uh, is up in Canada. She says it's nice there. It's not raining, right, Vanessa? Hi, Vanessa. Hi. Yeah, thank you for joining keeps, us. Keeps the show yes, on. I am here. I am here. Uh, yes, thank you for giving us your time today. This is a special show. We usually do it live at night, but you know you we do. get yeah oh. we get somebody of your caliber. You know we got a we got a crowbar. We got to make some some special arrangement arrangements. Um, we were just talking about like I said, I had three three daughters. They're all into everything gymnastics, which is something you you were into. Uh, softball and it's the softball season and and I have a pitcher and a catcher and then a six year old who plays wherever you tell her to play. Really, <laughs> so, I got. That oh my gosh, it. athleticism! It's great. At least you got them active. Yes, cool. yes. They're it's so busy, so active. Um, I have a ton of notes. Okay, we're, we're not gonna get through everything. I mean, it's, it's forty years of stuff into a book, uh, mm. and people need to get the book, whether it's physical or digital. Um. Are ever, we live yet? Yeah, we are live. We're always live. Oh, hey. Okay, then we can start rolling. Let's, <laughs> we can. Yeah, let's Sorry. Go. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we're we're always live. It just it's easier for me to always be on. Uh, to and I don't know how to explain it. But I have a no. Couple, I get it. You get, get it, it, right? When like, it's live and it's on, you never know what you might miss. And then that was great. Let me. You can't get it back if you don't have it. So okay. yeah. Um, we'll roll with it. We were talking. We started about 30 minutes early, me and Vanessa. We were just talking back and forth. And we, I came up with some things I wanted to, to ask you, and I didn't have them on my notes. So I'm just going to lead with those. One of them pertaining to the book. Uh, did you ever think of doing uh, an audio version? So whether that's you voice it yourself or you get somebody else, would ECW Press be into that? Okay. So let's back up here a bit. So should I call you the standing streamer or do you have a name? You, I know of you, Vanessa's in the background. You can, you I, you, I know you've probably been called a few things, <laughs> but let's go standing streamer. That's great <laughs> for me. If you can remember it, you can call me that. You can call me anything. It doesn't matter. ESS. Okay. Acronym. Um, all right. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And yeah, of course, it's about promoting the book. It's about promoting so many things. Um, and I've had a very colorful 40-year yes. career. I've I've chose this. Um, I actually was putting myself through school to be a nurse, and then I chose wrestling. And so now, you know, then I was uh, mending bones, and then I ended up breaking bones. So it's, you know, fast forward. Here we are after all of this. Um, I just retired Monster Trucks after 20 years. In 2020, my last race was in Australia. Um, again, you never say never, but right. you know, I, I like to shift. I like to transition. I love to, I love change and people are wicked when it comes to change because it's unfamiliar, it's risky, it's scary, the fear, right? So I, I love change even at my age. Um, and I just hope everybody in our business is able to live a life 
um, as colorful and make it to the age of 60 and be able to tell your story because I believe everyone deserves and everyone does have a story. So John Arezzi, um, he was a promoter back in the 80s. He's the one that actually um, facilitated all of this and put it together and said, hey, you know, you you need to finish this book. And so, you know, then ECW Press was, you know, they're from Canada and um, I have I'm very close to Canada because I'm originally from Minnesota. Minnesota. So hey, hey. Um, I know what it, I know. Hey, hey, hey. I, I know what it's like being half frozen half the year, and you know. So there's that. So when we when we had our partnership and came together, I thought, oh my gosh, now's the time because so many times I tried to publish my book over so many years, but timing's everything, right? TSS, yep. it's like everything is timing, and I just I almost published it like three times. I was like, it's not, it's not it. So. Here it is. What else do you do during a pandemic besides right. have lots of sex with your significant <laughs> others or write a book? Yeah. And right? I chose to write the book. And so to answer your question, um, I yes, I just I got the deal immediately to do an audio version, which is unheard of. And I just boom, the book was done. I got the deal to do the audio. Oh, and nice. so it will be available here uh, probably in six months. Are you voicing that? I am voicing Ooh. it. Yes. I like yes. that. Awesome. I am. Um, during that pandemic, a silver lining, obviously this book comes out. Uh, you didn't, did you write any of this book while having sex with your hubby? Um, that would have been awesome. In <laughs> fact, I probably did because I have H-A-D-U-S-A. I threw U-S-A in there because yeah. of Medusa. You know? Yeah, I mean, always. And, and so I probably did have a notebook after hitting the climax part of <laughs> chapter 11. <laughs> Um, just kidding <laughs> I'm, I'm like i'm like hold on let me pull up my book and see what chapter 11 <laughs> i don't know i just threw that out there you know i forgot exactly, i yes. have to look oh my god um That's you, bad. you okay i got a couple more things and i'll get my notes you you okay. you said you uh you know you hung up the the steering wheel for monster truck uh never say never same thing with wrestling maybe never say never um I guess my question, and it goes both ways now with Monster Truck or wrestling, would you like to get back in the ring or behind the wheel? Um, I'm not going to ask you who you would like to get in the ring with because like, you, some of that's out of your control, but do you feel like you have one more match in you? I do have one more match, absolutely, but it would definitely have to be with someone I felt comfortable with that, you know, yeah, I have... I probably might not be as agile or quick. Right. I don't know. I'd have to get in the ring for a month or two or, you know, to train and to get that level to see where I'm at. But, yeah, definitely I could have a match. Um, it would have to be with somebody that I know if that I knocked myself out for a second that could carry my ass and say, hey, Deuce, you got uh, the sunset flip over the top rope, dive my, you know, oh, yeah, that's right, you know. So it would have to be somebody that is very aware of the ring and psychology and that could carry the match yeah i mean you know i got yeah. knocked out or something. <laughs> uh you you spent a lot of time over in japan hard hit and have you been knocked out a match before oh yeah especially in japan yeah i remember going back into the dressing room and um i remember i just got my hair cut before then because i like to keep it short over there yeah. because it was just whatever because i mean after you know we wrestled 315 days out of the year 315 wow. days. So, yeah, I like to keep my hair a little short over there. And I forgot that I did that. Apparently, I got knocked out in the ring, and I finished my match somehow, probably because they were feeding it to me. Right. 
And I got back to the dressing room. I sat there and I looked in the mirror and I started like, I'm like, who in the hell cut my hair? Like there for <laughs> a minute. I forgot. Like I forgot. I forgot I had a cut. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was, that was scary. You also just said, you just mentioned, uh, you're, you're a person, uh, always evolving, always changing. Um, mm. it, it, it's kind <laughs> of a big fast forward. Uh, but you, you, you retire now. What, what, what? do you want to conquer next you've conquered the ring you've conquered monster trucks what right authorism authors what's authorism next? author i made that uh well we'll trademark uh, that trademark and big, big aspect so i mean it's not like you know i've traveled i've been on the road for over 40 years right. and i've always had to evolve to in in a, in a world of entertainment it's about keeping yourself relevant into what you feel you're comfortable with not what society but in the past in our business it's what society wanted or what the company wanted what you know what you had to be now we we've always had a choice i believe you always have a choice to say yes or no um however you're in predicaments that are pretty rough mm. that i felt that a lot of people caved into and you sell your integrity, you sell your soul. And that to me was very important throughout my career. I could have had bigger, bigger contracts. I probably could have had bigger pushes if I would have said yes to some circumstances, but I said, no, I was the one with the big voice. I was the one to be heard. I was the one that would uh, definitely try to do it a different way respectfully because I didn't like the way women were handled or, or, you know, projected. Um, I tried to change the trajectory of women's wrestling that was, you know, and monster trucks. Right. And so what is next? It's I've always have something in the back and that I'm working on. I just don't work on one thing once it ends and then figure it out. It's called, you know, of course, you're multitasking, but it's not getting to the point where it's all convoluted and you get lost. Everything is very organized um, in a chaotic way, let's say. And so um, author was a big part of mine. And now I full circle, um, I first started in uh, the movie industry and I started making a couple movies. And this was way before, you know, right. it was cool for wrestlers to right. make movies. So, I, you know, I did Street Fighter and Shoot Fighter and, you know, all this stuff way back in the day in the early 80s. So in 90 or I think 90, early 80s, 90. And so full circle, I just finished um, again after all my retirement, everything. I went jump both feet back into the movies and I just did a movie called The Champion, which has turned into a series and we're hoping that it'll be picked up. So I'm I'm really diving into that, okay. um, even at my age. And I just like, you know, it's not really who cares what age you are. It's it's what you want to do it's what you put your mind to and of course i give seminars and motivation and um educate the kids about the business behind the scene um about trademarking and you know blah 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 so i mean i'm busy i love life and um i'm a family woman as well so my family comes first before um i was talking to uh my wife and my daughters um i was like yeah this is who i have on um, I showed him some of your matches. I was like, but she literally <clears throat> cracked open. She was ahead of her time is what I kept saying. Oh, as far way as it, ahead of my time. <laughs> we were saying it before. I'm watching these matches right now. So right now I'm watching WWF. You're in there with Bold Nakano right now. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. And I'm like, oh, well, it's a lunger blaze here. But Medusa, 
looks like she's from the future who traveled back in time to I'm get... I'm a time traveler. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> or and whatever. <laughs> I, and I'm like, it's just... And I wasn't recognizing it at the time watching this. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I don't really have a question for that. But anyone can, can go back and, and watch these. Um, did you I think know- maybe I think maybe where you were going is is that I was ahead of my time. Yes. And so when I got inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2015, which I never thought I, I just wrote it off like, nope, that's it. I re- I'm retiring in 2001 and blah, blah, blah. And when I got the call in 99 to go drive monster trucks, I was like, what? Oh, okay, yeah. But I think that people, when I spoke to Vince, he said, you are the person. When he first hired me in 93, 94, there was a big gap in women's wrestling. But he knew of my athleticism and how and what my wrestling style was. It was full contact. It was, I mean, it was like MMA style twist wrestling, something they've never seen in women before, right? And then, so it was that style and he wanted to bring that back. And he did when he brought me back into WWF as yeah. a Lunder Blaze. Fast forward, being inducted into the Hall of Fame 2015, I haven't seen or talked to him since, right? Wow. And so all the stories are in my book, by the way, yes, between them. And so uh, I first saw him with my hair and rollers and stuff and I heard his voice. He's like, Alundra? and I'm like, oh my God, I know that voice. Oh my God. I'm like, ah. And so I'm like, sir, it is so great to see you. Gave him a big hug. The story's in the book. And so a little bit after that, he just said, again, we're in a we're at a point where we need you. Your style as a woman brought back because we need a change. Right. And I knew exactly what he meant because, again, he was talking to me. So what happened? I got inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2015 and, and shortly right after when I saw all of this going down, it made sense what he said to me. They dropped the Divas title, yeah. brought the woman's title back, and it was on. So what you were saying is is that I'm way ahead of my time. So today's women's wrestling was my style back then. And uh, finally, it has made a full circle, and it is here. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, as we said at the start, and we'll probably say several times, evolutionary, revolutionary. <laughs> You've said it several other podcasts, uh, like a paver. Like you paved the way. Like literally you laid down that concrete for everything that we're seeing now. Um, so kudos to you for that. Um, it takes somebody. You know, it should be it. a title for a job title. It should right. be looking for pavers. <laughs> looking paid for... as much paid as just as much as the big superstars when you make them, you know? So wh- yeah. where's the disconnect? If I there's know. people that pave the way, they should be paid as much as the superstars. So um I'm going to go off on a small tangent, something we bring up on this. I, I used to be – I love women's wrestling, but I used to be a big proponent of like an all-women's show. Like let's say mm-hmm. – uh, let's take the WWE, for example. Uh, on Wednesday nights, they have an all-women show, all-women. Um, or or obviously like Evolution, uh, the all-women's pay-per-view. But then like talking about it, talking with – like women should be able to main event the – actual show if that makes sense with men on it and not have to have their own separate You're talking about raw or I'm, I'm just talking about in general down yeah just okay. in general i don't think uh we need to separate men and women on a show like have an all-women show i think they need they can hold their own i i don't think there needs to be any separation i guess is what i'm getting at there i don't know 
Is that a question? No. Okay, so I'm just going to throw my two cents <laughs> yes, in. Yes, please so do. I, I believe that, yeah, I think a show can be men and women, having just men, having just women. Again, we're we're creating a we're creating that that diversion. We're, right. we're creating a problem for a problem. Right. So keep the men and women on on the shows, right? Okay, but they all have their placement. But again, as I've I've been stating, and it's been the problem for day one, is that you're only as good as your team. Now you have a wrestler that does the work. You have a wrestler that works their ass off. You have a wrestler that does everything that is asked of them and more, let's say, but for them to headline or to be the headline of WrestleMania or the headline of SmackDown or raw, you've got to have the full package. If I'm a damn good wrestler, right. But I don't have a storyline or anything creative. It, it looks like crap. If I don't have the marketing team behind me or anything like that going into it, it looks like crap. If the ring breaks because the people can't put the ring together, my rat, my, my, my match is wrapped up, yeah. you know? So if you look at the bigger picture, it's everything together. So, you know, I, I go back to what Charlotte said, Ashley, and she says, you know, why can't the women's Royal rumble, the you know winner of that go straight into and headline WrestleMania. She's got a good, she's got a valid point. Right. However, they're not there yet. Not the women and some of their, and, and, you know, some of their, how they wrestle and you know, some of them can carry that, but they're, but they're not there yet because of the whole team. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you look at the bloodline, that was one hell of a, like it or not, that was one hell of a story written for, and it happened over the course of 30 days. Right. You know what I mean? It kept you coming back. It kept you watching it. Some, I'm going to say the majority of people enjoyed it. You know, a small percentage didn't. But what a hell of a story to carry off and it and executed well. I mean, for it to carry Re- WrestleMania, hell yeah. And Cody and his match, hell yeah, that could have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's just a build up into something. Now I I love the Rhea and Charlotte's match. The second half of it to the finish was absolutely excellent. Absolutely excellent. Could it have carried a main event? Would it have been a total main event? A lot of people shout out to the top of their lungs like it should have been. And yes, they deserve the right. But it's just like it needs more storyline, the match itself. And yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's not that's what's not fair. You tell me one women's match that has a creative storyline as long as the bloodline. Give me one. I can't. Okay, I rest. I can't do it. I can't I digress. That's it. Um, Thank you. And, and like, where do you stand? How do you feel? Like something that WWE always, they say they're always bringing, especially for WrestleMania, they're always bringing back the older, uh, the older wrestler, uh, you know, the stone cold or the rock or, or whoever the case may be. Um, and they get a bad rap for that. Now, now they brought Trish and Lita back. Uh, is that is that needed? Uh, do I have to wait? Do I have to be patient and, and see how it pans out? Um, or or did they do they not need to do that? Well, I mean, I mean, for the longest time, they've always had the men legends, right? From you know the Attitude Era, always coming back, always have some type of involvement, or and they got that opportunity to make that paycheck, right? Right, and so. And it was meaningful because it, you know, they were trying to make it make sense and they had fun. 
That's at the bottom line. That's what it's about. And with the women, again, it starts with the attitude era forward, you know, and their main people that they always do bring back happens to be Trish and Lita. Now it's not, I mean, nothing against those two. They're very colorful and they're, they're, they're hype of the product. And they were, they were, they were it of the day, right. As well as a few other women of that attitude era, but it, it, but those are the choices that always do come back and carry whatever they decide to do. Now for them to come back for WrestleMania and take two spots for, you know, from two upcoming women, a lot of people didn't like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people couldn't understand it. But for that to make sense, maybe this is maybe this is the storyline that yeah. they're going to write more than one time right. for it to make sense. And maybe they started it at WrestleMania. People need to cool down to see what happens. You know, maybe Trish turning heel was is it. And then maybe if they just, you know, if, if Trish turns heel and Lita stays where she's at, maybe those two have a match and it's, you know, what people want. But is it dying down now? People don't care anymore. I don't know. You know, a lot of people are saying that. But the point is, I think it's, you know, great. Everyone still gets their time. Maybe maybe at their age, which they're still a young what? They even are they forty yet or so? I don't know. I, I think so. Know. They're in their forties. I think I'm they're ter- in their forties. I'm terrible at ages. I have no idea. I know me either. <laughs> I don't know. God forbid me, Lita and um, Trish. If you're not in your forties, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you are. Well, um, that post. But, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and so, hello, clickbaits. You love me, so you might as well click clickbait that to hell. There but anyway, go. so Medusa um, says Trish and Lita are too old. <laughs> yeah, there's your clickbait. I did not say that. No, she I did said not. I think they're in their forties. That. That's all I said. Okay, so um and for them to come back and prove to people that hey, you can be in your forties and come back and be in a WrestleMania, maybe that's maybe that's a message. Okay, great. But the people need to cool it and if it's gonna be a big storyline because they want a bigger picture and it's it's just the start of something and then they're slowly out and it continues with their storyline with all the other young talent, then great. Let's see what happens. And it's all on the creative side. That's on you now, guys. <laughs> do, do you think fans are too impatient to even, to even sometimes allow because they want everything is, well, it happened with social media because yeah. everything is instant. Everything is ready, available. Everything's now, now, now people think they know everybody just because you see us on TV. People think they know you. Right. They think that, and they think they have a part of you. Right. And if you talk to them or even answer anything or like something, they feel like they are part of you. And it's very scary. It's very scary. Oh yeah. We've, I mean, we, Hell, we've seen a ton of scary situations recently. So, But most of all, I'm going to say the majority of people out there that enjoy wrestling, that are are everyone, my fans, their fans, your fans, whatever, they're very, very good people and they're respectful. It's just the keyboard slingers behind the thing that think they know everything. They're just, you know, they're just jerks. They're dicks. (laughs) They're dicks. There's our clickbait. Keyboard warriors are dicks. Uh, keyboard keyboard slingers are dicks. Keyboard yes. slingers are dicks. Getting back to your book, the woman who would become king. Um, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not the woman? Why not queen? Why not? Why not be king? Why not? I'm the king of my castle. It's true. That I am. True. I'm a, I'm the king of my castle, and 
Paul Heyman came up with the title because I had two titles to choose from. That's a good story. And I was just going back and forth. And Paul and I have been friends over 30 years. So, And I was talking to him about a few things, and he just came out and asked, Hey, Deuce, do you have that title yet? And I'm like, Oh, God, Paul, I'm torn between these two. And he's like, Woman who would be king. Deuce, that's you. I'm like, Oh, my God. Okay, I'm rolling with it. (laughs) That's in the book. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good story. It is a good story, and there's a little thing in there. Um, I used to play this card game with uh, Grandma Michelli. Grandma Michelli. And it was called a certain name. And so after winning that game finally with Grandma Michelli and the name of it, the title fit. Interesting. We'll yeah, you'll have to find that story. Yeah, so. we'll, have to, we'll have to dig deep for that one. Um, it, okay, fun fact. So I've I've never read a wrestling related book so oh never i i'm and you read this one you read it i'll be honest with you i failed i have not read it i also did not physically get it which i wanted to do because it makes for a good visual i do have it on my phone i have well those are my kids but i have it on my phone (laughs) uh i i've started you can't see that i've started to read it uh it's it's 40 years condensed into one book. I'm assuming more books are coming because we got wrestling monster trucks <laughs> and we got your personal life. I uh, put a little bit more uh, monster trucks in there because people didn't realize yeah. until they picked up. The, they're like, you, you, you raced monster trucks for 20 no years. I had no and like, idea. Yeah. So I educated them a little bit more on the monster trucks, but there's probably eight chapters in there that we're going to pull and probably write a book on each because there's just yeah. too much. There's just, yeah, you can't condense everything. So I haven't read it fully. I skipped through to, to get my notes for each section and whatnot. Um, and it gave me the vibe as as you were literally uh, talking directly to the to the person reading. Like that pers- is the number one feedback I get. And yeah. I accom- thank God because that that was my like biggest accomplishment. It's like I want to do this book difference because a lot of times when you read the book, you're just reading a book and your your mind goes into a position of like visual. Right. And and this one does, too. But you're actually everyone has said, I'm going to tell you, everyone I spoke to is like, they're like, God, I can hear you. Yeah. I, it's like you're talking to me. It was like, oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. So that's cool. Thank you. Yeah. And that'd be that'd be even better when when you do the audiobook aspect of it. <laughs> well, you're going to hear my voice on the emphasis on some things. That asshole. No. Yeah. <laughs> lot, yeah a lot of. Yeah. You got I mean, I got to some sections of that book. We're not going to name names. And I, I think you even kept some names out of it. Uh, those who know, know, and, and you would read it. Uh, some of the stuff that went. Maybe, maybe not. My book isn't about throwing yeah. anybody no, under the bus. Right. And I'm going to repeat that. It's not about five seconds of, yeah. you know, glorified fame, because where does that get you? It's right. crap. It's bullshit. It's just like, if I were to, I mean, if that was my main goal, to throw people under the bus, my book would have been wrote. I mean, written totally different, right? But it's it's not about that. It's about my life, my experiences, my adversities, my tragedies to triumphs. Yeah. It's about a woman in two male-dominated, yeah. you know, entertainment sports that is crazy back in the eighties and nineties. I mean, it's Insane. like how I even survived and not became a statistic yeah. is absolutely beyond me. I I had that written down. Uh, I mean, it's for little girls and boys, you know, for parents to you know, maybe emphasize on a chapter or to read a little paragraph, leaving out the F-bombs. But it just, you know, I I have been praised about the book and how well written it was because 
of the stories. The the book isn't just a wrestling book, and no. I'm, I'm when you read it, you'll find out. Or or a monster truck book. It's a book to inspire and motivate, and just say. It may not like relate this monster truck or uh, wrestling to a lot of people, but the other stuff. There's so much for so many different walks of life. It's it's really cool um, because it is a book full of fight or flight stories, overcoming <laughs> obstacles, uh, you know, trials, tribulations, surviving, like you said, not becoming a statistic. Mm. Uh, something I would like my three daughters to read, something I think my wife would enjoy reading, and she doesn't even like wrestling anymore. Yeah, uh, she would. I'm right? sure she would. You know would. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not a wrestling book, like you said. It's not a monster truck book. Um, of course, people will, will buy it for that reason, but I, I, I think... So So I guess, circling back around, it will be my first wrestling biography. Aww, because it... thanks. I don't mean to be nosy, but I see something behind you. It says St. Jude. Yes. I used to be a huge contributor to St. Jude. I think St. Jude's is, ama- is it amazing. Well, it's a fun fact. We, we're raising money all month long. April 1st, it started. It's going to end May 1st. Uh, I've been doing it for years, raising mm-hmm. money. I do it. I, I push it out when we do the live streams. I plug it left and right. Um, we, we, we've already hit our first two goals. I set them short, 100, 200. Uh, we're at 315. Our next goal is 400. We we wow. we do it, man, and and it means a lot. Uh, it's for the kids. It's just, I mean, you know, I know, they know out mm. there. It's all, yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't mean to sidetrack, no, but I just no, thought no, that it's was fine. Cool. It's fine. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to talk okay. about the Dave Lagreca head back there, if you could see it. <laughs> oh, good old Dave. I love him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> friend of the show. That's a good. Like one of our first yes. guests. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, I got another interview. What else would you like to? I'm sorry. I, no, it's okay. I'll I'll end with this. I'll end with this. No, no, that's fine. No, it's okay. It's good. Like we said, 40 years can't condense it into one show. I know it. When people think of you in wrestling, one of the biggest things they always think of, you know, you dropping that um, title into the trash title. can. Uh, that did kick off the Monday Night Wars. I don't care what anyone says. You started it. I agree with you. I'm um, going to have to agree with you. I yeah. will say thank you because I turned 16 that day. Uh, that was my Aww. birthday. December 18th, 1995, you Woo-hoo. gave me a present, and, and I was like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened? That was what my- What did she do? Right? <laughs> if you ever get Mick Foley, you can ask him about the question, question how he really felt about that. And then when I got inducted into the Hall of Fame, he said, Deuce, I'm really sorry. I owe you an apology. I drank the Kool-Aid. I never understood why or how or you know what took place or why you did that because, um, you know, I wasn't under contract and the whole story's in the book. It is in the book. It's in the book. The Uh, woman who would be king available on Amazon. You can Medusa, M-A-D-U-S-A on all my social media guys. And um, thank you. Yeah. No, thank thank you you. for having me. Vanessa, thanks for what you do behind the scenes. Yeah. She keeps this place. She's the glue. She keeps it intact. So she's the glue. I love it. Uh, Have yourself a glorious Um, day. Thanks for giving us your time. Thank you. you And good luck with St. Jude. Thank you very much. My heart's with you, man. Yeah. Anytime. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Peace.